Welcome to another episode of the Champagne Breakfast Podcast. Woo! Uh, should, let me just ask, how are you guys going? How are we doing? I'm doing really well. Let's check in. I'm doing check really in. well. I'm just really tired today. My eyes are drooping, but I'm going to give you energy because now we're on video. <laughs> <laughs> I literally have no choice now. We have to be on. Like before, when we were just recording, like there was no visuals, no um, filming. Your girls were mate. Some people were on their phones. Some people were in their trackies. Some people, you know what? Currently in their trackies. Still currently. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That was so pointed. <laughs> I, I, I literally, just, I have no, okay. didn't even look. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think I looked. Uh, I, I know you looked. Like, no, no. <laughs> Sorry, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for comfy. Exposed. Okay. Um, okay. It's, <laughs> but how, have you, how are you going, Ogi? I'm good. I, yeah, I'm a bit like Evelyn. I'm a bit tired. Mm. But we're alive. I think that's the main thing. Yes. yes. We're alive. We're healthy. Let's get into it. Excellent. Let's get into Oh, how into are you? Something. Sorry. <laughs> People uh, always want to forget me. Yeah. They always want to not Damn, sorry, me. girl. Sorry about that. It's all right. See how I went with the um, you role? You the flow. I'm okay. I'm, I'm secure. Oh. I know who I is. I know who I am. Um, anyway, I say all that time. I'm good. Yeah. How long is this taking you? I want to know how you are. Um. Okay, so... What are we talking about today, guys? Well, I feel like you should tell us yeah. because you proposed this. I did propose this topic and honestly, we haven't really prepared it. We just wanted to talk from um, the heart. We wanted to make it as authentic and um, organic as possible. Um, when we talk about issues like this, you can only – there's there's a, um, a lot of theory that you can – bring to the table but honestly in the end it's all about personal experience it's all about where you've come from so um we wanted to talk about race there has been some lot well a lot of quality content around race around um being Nigerian being African in Australia Mm -hmm. um of late out in the the world um I want to make a personal recommendation for the Bias Reality podcast. They're Yay. currently doing like a series on race. And I just thought that it's, it's really, really good listening. So yeah. um, check them out. Have a listen. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. We've, I think we've all listened to that episode yeah. and we yeah. all really enjoyed it. Um, and then we've actually already done an episode sort of talking about race. Um, but I think we sort of just talked about it in the sense that you know, we're Nigerian in Australia, we're navigating the, the spaces and trying to deal with what comes with that. Mm, yeah. Um, but the question I wanted to propose or sort of the topic I want to talk about more is if we think that there has been a journey in our understanding of race, in our understanding of how we relate to race, especially in Australia, but even broader as um, being being conscious of what the racial tensions happening around the world. Yeah. Do you think like where we are currently is um, where, where, where you are personally currently mm. in your dealings with race, the way you think about race, the way you talk about race, is it the same place that you were maybe, um, I don't want to say 10 years ago because that would have been quite young, 16 is quite young. So even maybe like five years ago, like at 20, 21, when you're just sort of stepping into adulthood, uh, maybe finishing uni around that time, entering into the adult world, but not quite there yet. What are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I think definitely for me. I feel like in the past maybe three years even, like that's when I've even started thinking more about race because mm-hmm. for me in the past it was just like I, di- I didn't even – like I, obviously I know this sounds so dumb, but like all about – like I didn't think like, oh, no, someone wouldn't like me because I'm black. Like – Mm. what's that like black is beautiful like like that's always been my thinking like I never thought that someone will look down on me because of my color or like the indirect racism I never even thought of that I guess I was kind of naive to that whole fact and I feel like now that I've grown up and even more so like I feel 
the years only has just started, but I've noticed like little slide jokes or when they do accents and stuff like that, when it's around when they're around me, I'm like, oh. Who's like, around you? Like people at work and okay. stuff. Like yeah. I know they're just joking and they think it's like funny. But now I'm starting to pick it up and I'm like, why do you do that? Like I'm not around an Asian person, then put on an Asian accent. Like I don't feel the need to do that. <laughs> so I've noticed that, yeah, I've started to notice it a lot more. Mm. Yeah, I think um, and I was saying to you girls, I definitely feel like I've been conscious of race and of the fact that obviously, even though I was born here, I am still black living yeah. in, uh, I mean, Australia is multicultural, but I think predominantly what we are presented with is like, oh, is a white Australia. Mm. So I've always felt that and known that I am black <laughs> in this country, but I definitely feel like as the conversations and as I think the dialogue around race in Australia and also in other parts of the world have become more prominent, I've been thinking about it more. And I've been thinking about it more in relation to the way that I interact with people who are white specifically. Um, and yeah, similar to Evelyn, I think that, um, I think that when you're around, actually when you're around people, who are not used to being around people who are not white, um, you can tell. And I think that's really been my biggest takeaway over the past couple of years. I, I wasn't so much used to interacting with people who don't have friends or don't have relationships with people who are not white. Mm. And the way that they relate to me, the way that they engage with me is very telling of that. And so that's been a real... That's been a bit jarring, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, I think that's where I'm at at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, I fully agree with you. I am sort of in the same stage um, as well. I think for me, I've never... Uh, I've, it's weird because when I was thinking about this, I definitely think that I have changed. It's become a lot more in focus and it's so hilarious to me that it's only in recent times that it's become more in focus because when I think back at my experiences it's always been so prevalent like yeah. I've always been like the you know the black person amongst white people or yeah. Yeah. the the for so long like yeah. in so many different spaces and for some reason like I was conscious of racism I remember being conscious of my race but I, at the same time I was very unconscious of it like yeah. Um, think like I I really feel like I'm a big repressor of like memories because I I really that's why I'm so joyful because I don't remember any of that <laughs> I don't remember any of that stuff but yeah. like I actually have to really think about when stuff like that happened mm. and like I remember being at a new school and some guys started like you know just being really rude to me and I, I describe it as rude but I definitely know it was racism and like um I was in year nine he was in year 10 at that time at this predominantly white school and I remember crying and I think that was the first one of the first times where I was like oh gosh like what yeah. and then I just go on to just forget like yeah. I just forget like I remember I talked to this person in future because you know you sort of like have things in high school and you're not going to hold on to what happened right. in the first week at that new school um but I just forgot and then like because I've gotten so good at I think they call it code switching like you know when yeah. you're like in one space and you act one way and then you're in another space and you act a different way yeah like over time I've gotten so good at that like I'm so not aware of, for so long I wasn't aware that I was doing that like I just thought that what that's that's the way I am yeah, yeah. and it's like now that I'm I think freer longer do you know what I mean? Like I'm in freer spaces longer. Yeah. That when I realise I'm going to have to code switch, like it is more of a drain and I am very conscious of it now. Mm -hmm. So honestly, the development for me has just been becoming more self-aware that, hey, like you need to be authentic in these spaces. Yeah. Um, because you can't just go there and act like went to white school sayo like yeah, you have yeah. to like act like sayo like yeah i obviously i feel like i am being myself in those spaces but there's a version of myself that i definitely toned down yeah. where i'm like very like different like mm. you know i'm not as I don't, not loud 
because inevitably, because you're black, you're the loudest national <laughs> life. You know, like you, you somehow yeah. happen to occupy that space, or they think that in their mind. Yeah. Um. Oftentimes, so or you maybe it's not that people think that it's just we get typecasted in that, or we get sort of pigeonholed into that. Yeah. Um. So that's sort of like being my journey, but it's so weird to me to think that I just. It's just never really been a thought, but it's always been a thought. Like, yeah. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know if anyone else, like, like can, can under- relate. Yeah. Like, I think we sort of have experiences or, like, mm. um, stuff like that where you're like, what? Oh, okay, back then. Yeah, that was racism. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm literally was, sitting here yeah. right now thinking about instances where that has happened and I'm like, oh, wait. Mm. It, like it wasn't really like racism but I mm. guess like stereotyping like mm-hmm. as well like when I go into work and I'm not really like a talkative person I'm like quiet yeah. so um I know there was one guy who loves like he loves like black girls black weaves like he loves, he loves all of that stuff like he loves all of it is he white yeah he's white oh, and then excellent. he <laughs> and then like he came to me he's like Oh, you're quiet. Oh, yeah. Okay. Is that and a like, yeah, and I'm like, oh, like I was, I was so taken aback by it. Yeah, I'm just sitting here now, and I'm just thinking why he would have said that. Like, yeah. then I'm just kind of like, okay, I'm quiet. Yeah, I'm quiet. Like yeah. that's who I am. Like, what am I going <laughs> to do about it? And yeah. but sitting here now, like we're having this conversation, I'm like, oh wow. Like he actually stereotyped me. Maybe when he like thought mm. I started the job, I was going to be this type of person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm working, he's like, oh. She's not who I thought she was going to be. Yeah. Like, she's not loud. We yeah. need energy, Evelyn. Yeah. <laughs> we hired you for the energy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my gosh. It's it's just fun. Um, it's an interesting topic, right? And I, yeah. I just want to ask the question, do you think that... Okay, I, I want to be sensitive to this because, of, like, I, like I said, experience is, like, very individual. And <laughs> <laughs> you're like, no one noticed, no one noticed. But no now you're on camera, I know. so we can see so you. I be like, look, I couldn't look. I was just going to be like, <laughs> you guys always have to point it out. What beep? Always. Yep. So even in 3D, we are a mess. <laughs> Whoa. Well, that was too far. <laughs> that was too much. It's okay, it's just a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> No, Evelyn, we need to do better. <laughs> <laughs> she said we're a mess, but she's talking about me. I mean, I was a mess all last episode. That's true. I'm the only one that hasn't messed up yet. yet. Uh, Your day will come. Wait, we, we haven't oh, messed, up. Just, messed up. She said she hasn't messed up yet. I haven't. I know. We'll probably will hear another beep again because I haven't um, turned the dial. Okay, okay. Off, sorry. So. sorry about that. Um... Oh, my gosh, I've forgotten my question. Okay, no, no. I was going to say I want to be sensitive to this um, because even as we're saying that we weren't conscious of it, how did you react um, to people maybe around our age, a bit older than us, sort of like talking about race and being very vocal about racism and race relations in Australia before we sort of got to the point where we became actively conscious of it or really um uh, not aware but we became really like this is an issue that we care about yeah like we became caring or understanding of that because i i mean not to put any like myself on bus or something like that but i feel like i can remember conversations in the past where we or me i'm gonna say for myself where i have definitely spoken about people who were always like, oh, you know, Australia's racist, Australia's racist. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Australia's great, man. Like, I've got no problems. I got my white friends. I, I don't even know if I had black friends at that stage. Maybe I had, I had, like, the black people that I, like, went to church with, the black mm. people that I, like, saw at parties. And I was like, there's no, like, not, there's no racism, but, like, it's definitely not, like, as prevalent as people are saying it was. And I, I definitely say think that at that point in time I just wasn't in the space or I wasn't like I said conscious enough to understand what people were saying Mm -hmm. so is that an experience that you guys had or you guys know like you've always understood that it's there and it's prevalent in society um I think for me like 
I feel like I'm just putting myself out there, like, <laughs> like on blast. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, right honestly, on blast. But it's true like, because you, you have to be conscious of like where mm-hmm. you started, so yeah. that you can appreciate where you are now. Mm-hmm. Like, I think for me, to be honest, I didn't really think about it. Like, mm. I honestly just didn't. Like, people would talk about it, and I'd be like. Like, I'll listen to it for a bit and be like, well, whatever. Like, I wouldn't really care. And I'll kind of just be oblivious. I'll just be like, okay, like, this is your point of view. I didn't really take any point of view as well. Like, I was kind of just like... That's cool. Sure. Yeah, Yeah, sure. Cool. Yeah, Yeah, cute. And I'll just move on. And I feel like now I'm a little bit more conscious about it. And also conscious of my, like, responsibility as well when it comes to speaking up and talking about it when it does happen to me. So, yeah, like, I feel like that's been basically, like my journey with it yeah I definitely feel like you know for me and probably for all of us we have matured in the way that we do number one talk about race and discrimination and prejudice and bias um, and we are definitely more conscious of it I think for me even to this day to be honest there are certain um, discussions that people in Austra- I'm not going to say people. I'll be specific. Let's say Africans in Australia. Can you take a seat, girl? <laughs> you know what? I thought as soon as I said that, I was like, that's a very awkward time to see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did those eyes too as like, what's, what's this girl going to say? I was recording. I was like, she's about to spill some tea. No, I'm going to spill <laughs> some tea. And I really, I really hope I can articulate what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah. Um, but I feel like when we do talk about race we do need to understand the context that we, like as Africans in Australia, um, the context behind racism here, because I feel like the default is to draw from the experiences of, let's say, Africans or black people in America or black people in the UK and frame this narrative that like we've faced the same oppression and we've been marginalized the same, which isn't true. Like I was reading, um, uh, this book, Growing Up African in Australia, yep. which is, you know, collection, shout out, shout out yeah, mm. Maxine something yeah, Clark. Sorry. Anyways, we'll link that. Um, and so in her forward, I think in her forward or in the introduction, she made a point about um, Africans and, um, you know, people of Caribbean descent also recognising that we are actually settlers in this country as well, mm. which I had never, ever thought about it like that. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, like I said, I was born here, but my parents migrated here. No yeah. one forced them here. Yeah. Um, so a lot of us are here because our parents migrated or immigrated, um, immigrated here or, you know, you're a refugee, which is sort of a bit, a bit different. different. Yeah, yeah, a bit different. But for the most part, it's by choice that we're here. And I think the experiences that we face and just the history of this country as it pertains to Africans mm. is a very specific and unique one. And I just feel like a lot of, if I sit back and think a lot of the experiences that I've had where I felt like this person has said something inappropriate or this person has said something even racist, a lot of the time it comes from a place of ignorance. And that's yeah. not justification for anything. Yeah. But it's different. It's different. I agree, so yeah. sometimes I get, I've been frustrated and do get frustrated when people start having these conversations and you can get, you know, really hot and bothered about the experiences that you've had, which are fine. And there are racists here. There are white nationalists that definitely. live in this country yeah, for definitely. sure. Yeah. But I don't feel like that's, so, this side of it is ever explored or discussed. Yeah. It's kind of just like Australia's racist yeah. or this happened to me mm. and it's because of X, Y, Z. Mm. It's a bit different. It is a bit 100%. different. The point you made about the fact that for the most part, a lot of um, – well, I'll just speak about migrants. We can yeah. only sort of speak about yeah. migrants. That's sort of like our background, the yeah. background of a lot of the people that we know where migrants were not refugees. Yeah. Um, or they've come – like we've come to this country as migrants. Yeah. So um, it is a very different experience yeah. that we have that – even as we're facing our racism, even as I spoke about facing my racism, I was facing that racism in an all-white private school in, you know, yeah. in Penrith. Like, you know, yeah. that is such a privilege. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, even as I'm thinking about like, oh my gosh, what privilege I had that, you know, I still had the opportunity to go to such a school and that my parents like were able to afford that. Um, yeah, they were able to afford that. And they had not gone through the centuries of 
yeah, right. of oppression that yeah. the indigenous population exactly. who are really the owners of this land, yeah. Yeah. Um, not even who are really, who are, are the owners of this land yeah. have gone through. Like the racism that they face on a regular um when you think about like prison statistics, like how disproportionately yeah. they are incarcerated in mm. this country, how poorly they are treated, the lack of respect that they receive, that racism is what is more akin to the racism that I yes. feel is, you know, being experienced by Indigenous and African Americans yeah, in America. Exactly. So their plight is very, like our plight is very different yeah. to mm. them. But it is, it is so intricate because sometimes we forget in our mm. haste to and I think this is sort of like where I'm understanding what you're saying like in our haste to obviously say my problem or my plight is big we also forget that yeah. there are people facing plights as well yeah and in a you know in a different way than we are facing yes. you know yeah. and it can be frustrating where you're like but you haven't really thought about this person in your, okay, Australia's racist against black people. Mm. But when you're saying black people, you're just talking about like, you know, Africans exactly. and migrants in this country. Whereas exactly. you have to think about the black people of this country. Exactly. Like the indigenous people. Like if, yeah. do we ride for them? Are we exactly. really um, consider about the racism that they face? Like it's so systematic with them. It's exactly. like, that's the thing that is, is like, that, yeah. it is so systematic. Like we are still so new in this country yeah. that the system has not had a chance to necessarily Yes. Um, catch up. To catch that up level to us. Of, They've not yeah. had the chance to catch up to being systematically racist against migrants in this exactly. country. It's just more like you know subtle in society, yeah. but the systems themselves are not necessarily racist That's against right. us. Yeah. Whereas for indigenous populations, the systems are racist yeah. against them. Yeah. I remember I went to this like women's forum, right? And this um this fantastic um she's actually Ghanaian. This fantastic mm. Ghanaian um researcher I, I don't I don't even know all her titles she has a lot of titles um I don't know if I should call her out why not oh, yeah uh, um yeah I mean um, uh, I don't know but don't anyway I, I'm sorry what's the problem yeah. saying that? there's no you know problem but there's no problem but oh, like okay. I don't want to misrepresent yeah, her yeah, that's yeah, a problem because yeah, 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 I know yeah. her and it's someone that I know knows her okay. so I don't want to misrepresent oh, okay yeah. okay <laughs> I don't want to misrepresent <laughs> yeah, who she yeah. is or her research or anything like yeah. that. But she, I just remember her saying that, you know, there will no, not be any, I guess, freedom for black people, like Africans in this country until there's freedom Ooh, for yes. the indigenous people in this country. Right. And I was like, Ooh. that is so yeah. true. Like we're out here sort of like upstream. Yeah. Out, like in terms of the racism, in yeah. terms of the oppression, the... 100%. Um, what we're faced. Exactly. And we need to bring up as yeah. well with whatever privilege that we have yeah. as Africans, as migrants in this country, yeah. we need to bring up um, indigenous populations yeah. and make sure that their stories are in the forefront exactly. as well. Yeah. Because otherwise we're not as we're not any better than, no. you know Sally May. Yeah, we're not any better than, you Pauline. know, the the what the settlers or the mm, colonizers exactly. or the whites. Wow. Know, or white, That's a word. Can you say that, that is, again? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. She said <laughs> <laughs> There won't be any freedom for Africans or black people or migrants in this country until there's freedom for the indigenous mm, populations. Yeah. Like they are the first people that re require that, deserve mm. the rec um, reconciliation, recognition, mm. all of that. What do you call it? Um, reparations, yeah. reparations. Not retribution. Yeah, that's what Not I was going to say. Like, well, no, sorry, they don't need to be <laughs> retributed. <laughs> Um, reparations. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So it's just, yeah. Yeah. And that's, I get that. That's the frustration. Yeah. But then how do you hold those two things? Because you're not going to mm. be like, every time a black person says, I had this experience. I had this experience. No, you didn't. Or not that, no, you didn't. But what about the that, indigenous yeah. population? Mm, like, yeah. you can't do that. No, of you course know? not. And you can't negate the fact that people are experiencing, experiencing what they experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a good question. It's a good question. I'm not really trying to. Think about it. Mm. Because I think, I mean, this sort of ties into, was we were talking about the whole um, Gabrielle Union, oh, Terry Crews situation. Mm. Um, Gabrielle Union, for those who don't know, had a very specific experience working on America's Got Talent. She called out, I think, a, 
an incident, a racist in many incident, incidents. many incidents. And she consequ consequently was fired from the show, um, you know, for standing up for what she believes in. Good on her. Terry Crews, who has previously worked on the show or is still he's working like, on I the show. He's now the current host. He's the current host. He's the okay. current host. So Baby Boy comes out and is like essentially discounting, discrediting what Gabrielle, Gabrielle's experience, saying, well, I'm working on the show. I've never witnessed any sort of racism. I've never felt any sort of racism. So essentially, I just, I don't know what this woman's talking about because that's not my experience. Mm -hmm. And I think... Like you were saying, so that is um, that's counterproductive. Like to sit and to tell somebody that their experience is not valid because I personally have not experienced that doesn't get anyone anywhere. Yeah. So or it's not as bad as you're saying. As you're it is, saying, or it's yeah. not as bad as someone else's. That's something, right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't get anybody anywhere. So I think in that sense we can or I can hold those two truths together. Like I can recognize that. Okay, yes, my experience as an African person in this country is different yeah. to, you know, a Torres Strait Islander or, or an Aboriginal um, person in this country. Um, but at the same time, like, yes, I do or you do experience um, racism or you experience discrimination. Mm. And it is like those two things exist at the same time. Mm. I don't think anybody needs to cancel out somebody for saying, Oh, but no, this person was racist to me mm. just because, yeah, there are differences in, you know, yeah. that thing. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. And I think we just need to all be allies as well. Yeah. I think that's the word or the state that personally that I'm trying to get to where it's like I'm a, I want to be an ally for um, – First, um, what are they called? The f um, first, first generation, the first people, sorry, yeah. the first peoples mm. of this land, mm -hmm. um, the indigenous people of this land, yeah. but also um, like figuring out how to do that in, a, in, a, in an authentic way yeah. to my experiences as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, and including myself in the conversation without excluding yeah. other, like, well, them yeah. from the conversation. That's mm. right. Because the racism that we want to talk about mm. these days is often that big, loud racism, That's right. you know? Yeah. And often that big, loud racism go happens against, or is the the one that happens against maybe migrants, like, you know, yeah. people who are very distinctly different yeah. to other people. Mm. Yeah. I think over time, <laughs> over time, because indigenous populations are part of this society, yeah. um, there has been a working knowledge of how Australian society deals with indigenous people. Yeah. Not that it not that I'm saying it's a good way of dealing with them. Yeah. But there is a working knowledge of how to deal with it. So yeah. the loud sort of racism that sometimes of or happens that in our experience is the one towards black people, Indian people, yeah. Asian mm. people in mm. this country, yeah. you know. But mm. it is still possible to be authentic to that experience and yeah. also saying that the fact that you know, the Indigenous people are being moved out of Redfern. Mm. Like, in Sydney, Redfern is, like, a massive... Well, it's, like, a suburb that in the past has been... High population. High population of Indigenous population, um, indigenous peoples. Yeah. Because they had really great affordable housing there. Yeah. They had, um, like, it was subsidised housing, really. Yeah. And if you know the layout of Sydney, Redfern is very close to the city. It's like inner west. Oh, I don't even think they count as inner west, but it's like, I guess maybe. I anyway, know. it's like really close proximity yeah. to the city. So yeah. now a lot of urban professionals, a lot of developers are wanting to go into Redfern mm. and essentially just make as much money as possible. Gentrify it. Gentrify it. Gentrification is happening there. Yeah. And they ha are being moved out into yeah. the west, yeah. which doesn't, I mean, we're from the west. We've got no problems with the west. Mm -hmm. it's, you know, personally. I know, but everyone in the city has a problem with the West. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, Everybody that's another topic sure. for another day. Yeah, but they've been moved out to the West, which mm. for us, I mean, we're just like, whatever, it's the West. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, come to the West, we want you. But when you when your whole life, when your whole generations of your life has been in Rofen, in the city, like 10 minutes proximity to the city if you needed to go into the city or that suburb and now your housing is unaffordable, you're being pushed out, that is very subtle. Mm. It's very, um, it's not, it doesn't make the news as much as, you know, an incidence of someone, you know, being 
shot or someone actually having like a very discriminatory experience, a loud discriminatory experience, but it's so prevalent. Mm. I just, yeah, I'm just like, even as I'm sitting here thinking about it, I'm like, wow, like the way Australia deals with race is so <laughs> poor. And so loud. It is so loud, I feel. Mm. Like, especially when it comes to, like, the Indigenous people. Because the thing is, I feel like maybe we're kind of, like, clouded or, like, we don't really fully see what's going on because we're just in our space and around, like black people, following black people on social media. We're not not following Indigenous people. We're not following other people who are probably, like, vocalising this really loudly as well. So we kind of, like, forget Mm. that there's, like, a bigger problem. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I wanted to ask you guys, this is sort of changing um, track. Mm. So we've all sort of... um, We've all sort of identified that we've experienced racism or we've experienced cases of microaggressions or discrimination or bias. And something that I'm trying to uh, probably reckon with myself is how, like you were saying, Sayo, how do I be my most most authentic self when I'm in spaces where, like, I'm the only one or I'm a minority? And I was thinking about this actually today because I'm reading... Um, the Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. So good. Check it out. Um, and she, you know, was talking about fitting in versus belonging. Mm. And what she said about fitting in really struck a chord with me because she was saying, you know, when you try to fit in, it's you, you know, adapting to the space or the environment that you're in. It's not you actually being who you truly are. Mm. You're recognising that, okay, to survive in this space or to to, do this and this yeah I have to do this I have to you know shape shift this way I need to speak this way I need to not say this and that's how I'll fit in because I recognize that that's what I need to do to to survive in this space um but if you belong somewhere that's you being your true self and I feel like for me definitely one of the things that I tend to default to is fitting in especially at work because I don't want to rock the boat, number one. Number two, it's also just exhausting having to explain things and get into it with people who really just have no idea. Mm. Um, but then in doing that and not saying, in not speaking up, it's also a disservice to me because people feel like they can get away with mm. the mm. behaviours and the attitudes and, you know, the little comments because there's no consequence yeah. to yeah. anything that they're doing. So... Like where for you girls would be the line between not making everything a big deal, not being a victim, mm-hmm. not, you know, yeah. not making a fuss and being authentic and standing up for yourself and actually putting people in their place when they need to be put in their place. Yeah. Because I found myself, when I do speak up, I'm like, what is the point? No one understands what no I'm one. saying. And no one understands what I'm saying. Intentionally not understanding sometimes. You're mm. like, yeah. Yeah. I, I personally have found it's all about intention, your intention and their intention in that moment. Mm. There have been... Ins- <laughs> I just think... <laughs> I had a funny one because I recently started a new job, right? <laughs> so I'm still sort of navigating the waters with these people... With these people, sorry. With, like, my colleagues, right? And it's quite an interesting work environment because everyone's, like... There are different levels. Like, your senior manager, my executive general manager of my department sits, like, five tables down from me. Like, it's such a relaxed work environment. You mm. sort of forget, like who's who and yeah. what levels, right? So mm. you have to sort of like a constantly figure... Yeah, you have to be mindful, but you yeah. have to be like, oh, okay, so I'm mm. supposed to be friends with you, but you're also my executive general manager. Weird. Mm. Anyway, so I had this experience with one of the people that I work with who is in a higher position than me. And he, we were just talking about <laughs> such an innocent topic like iPhone cables, right? And he was like... <laughs> he was trying to give me a tidbit, like a bit of a, a, bit of a tip. He was like, oh... <laughs> If you look at um, those meeting spaces, like sort of like the informal meeting spaces, there's all sorts of cords there, like iPhone cords. They're mostly white, but some of them are yellow, some of them are black, some of them are white. And he's like, oh, mm. F, F, I didn't mean that to sound racist. What? <laughs> <laughs> and it I said, 
thing I told you, Stefan. He was like, I know where this is going, but yeah, why? Surely, he, said, yeah. <laughs> he said, I didn't mean that to sound racist. And he was so like, about, like, he was like, oh my gosh, come on, it's so bad. And I was like, <laughs> and I said to him, I didn't take it that way. Like, yeah. you know, and I was just like, I didn't take it that way. Yeah. And it's just about, it. obviously, it was very quick. I, I didn't like sit and sit down and think about it. Of course. But like, you just sort of have to get really good at, recognizing and measuring intention like he did not mm-hmm. i was very surprised that he took it that way i, I, I don't know why he took it there mm. but maybe in his part in the past like yeah. he's had experiences with people where any mention of color was like a bit of a trigger uh, yeah. was a bit of like oh something or maybe in this age where you're trying to be hypersensitive to yeah, people's like and pc and pc like small things like that you have yeah. to be correcting yourself with yeah but i feel like you know i recognize in his intention in that moment and i was like, that's fine. Yeah. In another instance, I've had another colleague, not in the same work environment, my previous work environment, where we were talking about like music and he was talking about, mm. um, he was talking about using the N word, which, you know, I've had, we've had this discussion and thankfully like, you know, if you've listened to our um, season one episode about the N word, we were, we've talked about it. We talked about yeah. how we feel about it, why we personally don't use it, why whatever, we don't believe anyone should use that word. Yep. Anyway. He mentioned, like, he... Oh, no, no, no. A colleague actually sang the N-word in my presence. And I immediately checked him because, one, I also recognised his intention was not necessarily malicious. Yeah. Mm. But at the same time, that was not okay with me. Yeah. And because I had a stab... Like, I actually had a relationship with these people. Like, yeah. I had been in that workplace for a long time. Like... I felt comfortable enough to be like, hey, you know, you don't use that word. And he's like, but why? And we had this whole discussion. And I was even toned. I was very like, I think I sent you guys yeah. a recording of that message. Like, because I started recording. Like, Did he know you were recording that? No, he didn't know. I think that's illegal. No, no, no. I wasn't recording like this. What? Like it was, she was just voice like recording. it was just like it was just voice memo. But I just wanted to like record. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I just wanted to record the yeah, conversation yeah, yeah. because I was like, this is so curious. Like, yeah, yeah. it doesn't happen to me often where mm. like I actually. This is what I was talking about before. Like, I don't feel like these incidences really happen to me that often where yeah. I'm like. Ooh, whoa. like whoa Confronted. like i have an opportunity to actually yeah. educate someone or see mm. someone mm. so i just was very clear i said this is what it is mm. and i feel like as long as you're respectful to that person like yeah. i didn't come at him as if his intention was negative yeah. yeah and like um speaking like you've done something wrong like it was a very conversational thing i said i don't think you should say that you don't own that word mm. no one i mean i don't own that word yeah mm. and even in the context that it's been used in the song like that person like you, you still need to do your own knowledge or whatever. So yeah. I think for me, that's how I've been going through it. Like navigating the waters, it can be murky because sometimes yeah. you're not sure. Uh, you mm. don't know the person. Yeah. Like if I had had that same situation where the N word was used in my new workplace mm. and I didn't know this person, yeah, that's I, what I was about to ask. Time. I'm like, what would you do then? Like, or mm. even just even not with the workplace, like just someone that has yeah. just disrespected you. Like, mm. do you then just not say anything because you're not comfortable, but you've been you've still been offended? Yeah. But because you don't know this person, you're not comfortable with this person. Do you just let it slide, mm. slide, even though it's a teachable moment? But you, you know what? Like, because like I have been on this journey, and I'm now way more conscious about race. I'm way more passionate. Is not the word, but I'm way more like. I'm I'm less willing to allow it to let it mm. to allow it to go. I'm mm. less willing to just let it slide, know, yeah. let it go. You know, in terms of teachable moments, in terms of like actually educating people about what they're doing, I feel like I I wouldn't have been able to have this deeper conversation because you know familiarity allows you that sort of like vulnerability that to talk to the person on a one-on-one level, but I would definitely have checked them. Like I, I, I'm confident in myself that I would have checked them, but I know that I would have left that conversation feeling I could have done more. Mm. I could have said more. I could have been a bit more like forceful, but obviously in this whole, like, Oh, I still have to work with this person. I still have to deal with this person tomorrow. Like I don't want to be too aggressive off the bat. And then I, I don't want to pray for another situation to come up, but like <laughs> I hope that there is another opportunity yeah. to actually speak to this person on a one-on-one yeah. level and educate them. Mm. What about you, Ogi? Or um, yeah, uh, it's so tricky because I feel like every second day there's something, mm. and it's not even like every day it's an explicit like you're. 
N-word. Um, but definitely a lot of microaggressions, definitely just a lot of casual, ignorant comments. Mm. And it's like, okay, when is enough enough? I can't every day be checking you guys. At some stage, like, I need you guys to think for yourselves. And a lot of the time, like, even today... You know, somebody made a comment and they were like, oh, now I'm being racist and like sort of laughed it off. Oh. And I'm just like, so, you know, like, you know that this is inappropriate. You know that and you only feel um, comfortable to say that because they, they said something racist in relation to, I think, an Asian person. And there was no Asian person in no. our proximity. So the only reason you feel comfortable enough to behave like this is because you feel like, you're not going to get caught out. Yeah, there's no yeah. one around you that's going to be offended. So it's like at what stage do you take accountability mm. and do you recognise that even though you may have meant it as a joke, mm. what you're saying, number one, is unnecessary and number two, it's harmful and, it, it you know, can... Um, yeah, it just creates space for other people to act like this and say this because you know, you're setting the tone. You're setting the tone in the workplace. So there have been times where something's been said or co- there have been conversations and I've chimed in or um, haven't even chimed in, I've butt in. And, and we've had... Inserted I've inserted myself. Because you've had to. I've had to because what you're saying is just stupid. Mm. But do you know if there's... Um, I don't... I've just heard about this. Mm. I hear about a lot of things. About um, a, lo- a conversation about the mental toll that, mm. you know, comes with being an ally and being an activist. Like, mm. a lot of people forget that when you're putting yourself out there and you're constantly on alert, mm-hmm. it actually does a lot to your mental health yeah, and a shot to your mental psyche. For sure. So, like, I'm thinking about you, Ogi, like how draining it must mm. be for you to yeah. always constantly sort of have to be like... Literally mm. on air. Like, on literally. Edge. I was yeah. actually thinking about this. I wrote... Cause what I've taken to doing, actually, one way to sort of keep me sane is I actually write down all these incidents, like things that people say. Oh, really? Yeah, I've got a word <laughs> document. I probably shouldn't expose myself like this. <laughs> no, tell them so that when you go to HR, yeah. this happens. I have receipts. I have receipts. January 2020. I'm telling yeah, you, I have literally receipts. Just, oh, you just wrote it down yourself. Like, that didn't happen. That's true as well. <laughs> you need to start recording too. <laughs> Do a say yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get your voice when we're down. You have to put that on your, like, homepage so yeah. that it's ready. Oh, just yeah. unlock your phone. Mm-hmm. And it's subtle too. It is very subtle. It makes the beep, beep. Like, uh, were you recording? No, no it's just my battery. Mind your business. <laughs> but I've taken to like, yeah, writing down these experiences and this and the things that people say. And I was thinking, I'm like, what are the effects like of anyone really being in these spaces where you are constantly on edge, you're constantly on alert? Like, surely that creates like this sort of even PTSD. Yeah. Because you're like, it can be traumatic, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. very. It is very draining to feel like you're the only one who understands your experience. And yeah. as much as you want to make people understand and make people see your point of view, the fact of the matter is a lot of the time you just can't because they, they really don't get it. And yeah. a lot of the time they don't want to get it mm. because it's so far removed from their experience. Of they course. just think it's just an innocent comment. I'm not really racist because, look, Ogie, we're friends. Like, yeah. you know. You know my heart. You know my yeah, intention. You know. And like, no, racism is bad. Like, and I'm, yeah. I don't doubt that they think, think that racism, racism is bad. bad. Like, if someone was kicked because they were black, yeah. I'm sure they would be devastated. Oh, yeah. well, maybe, <laughs> not, also, maybe not devastated, <laughs> but they would be like, that was they, bad. Yeah, that, that was sad. sad. Mm. But they also don't mind making a sly comment. Right. And mm. they don't count that as racism. Exactly. They don't count that as you know, exactly. as discriminatory or anything like exactly. that or a stereotype that, or prejudice that they're yeah. um, perpetuating. That's yeah. exactly right. It's, it's, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. And it's, oh, I mean, we literally could go on about this. Forever. Oh, forever. Yeah. Honestly. I think, like, for me, like, I'm, I don't know, I can't imagine what it'd be like working in a space where it's just, like, white people yeah. and you have to constantly yeah. be on edge. Like, I feel most of the jobs or my surroundings, I've usually been around ethnic people. Mm. So, like, even when I do talk about racism, they can be like, <gasps> they yes. feel, like, they yeah. literally understand. They'll be like, oh, my gosh, no, what the heck? Like, I had a situation where um, one of my patients um, came back with her um, dog or something. 
And I opened the door to like take the patient in and the patient's mother was like, oh, um, oh, pat my dog. And I'm like, oh no, no, like I don't really like, I don't like dogs. <laughs> I was like, I'm scared of them. She's like, no, no, my dog is lovely. You need to pat it. Pat my dog, pat my dog. So like, I like I just touched it. I was like, oh, okay, nice. cool. Like, oh, she's like, thank you so much. I'm trying to teach my dog to love all types of people. And I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> For one, dogs see black and white. I don't exactly. think they, they don't see color. And I think exactly. they can reason yeah. that this is a black person yeah. and this is a white person. Exactly. So I was like, I was just shocked because I'm yeah. like, what? You like, had some really explicit, like people saying very racist, outlandish things to you yeah, at work. I, I have, but also like I work in mental health. Mm. So then like there's, yeah. <laughs> it's like, Exactly, but it has been offensive where I've seen like some patients be like racist towards me or like other people and see like like the white colleagues come and pat them or give them a mm. hug knowing that they they've oh, been rude to the other staff yeah. in the ward and that has been that has been challenging like mm. with that like I get so like <laughs> fired up and like so angry like seeing things like that but like Oh, it's just you, it's really hard to just go have that conversation with them and be like you know yeah. like this is not appropriate like if someone's treating someone disrespectfully disrespectfully you shouldn't come and comfort them exactly. and give them a hug yeah. and stuff like oh good job for doing that but um I feel like as I'm going through this job and just being around things like that because I'm not around it often to be honest um I'm learning to just stand up for myself and yeah, just speak up when it's necessary. Mm. But like I said, I'm so I'm so lucky that I'm in a space, and I'm usually I've always mainly been in a space where I've been around ethnic people, mm. and they understand the struggle, and I can talk to them about anything really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good. Mm. Well, to round up the conversation, what is Oh my gosh, this is so lame. I was gonna say, <laughs> what is your most racist encounter? No, something positive. Like, what's mm. a, I guess, a tip mm. that you would give to <laughs> somebody who wants to like be on the journey? You know what I mean? Like, I think even when we were summarizing just then before, I was like, it's wild that we've actually progressed so mm. much like i feel like we are able to be in spaces yeah where that happens to us because we are now more conscious of mm. it and we're more aware of you know what i'm willing to handle what i'm not willing to yeah. handle how i'm dealing with this mm-hmm. and how you know how best we yeah handle it yeah. and cope mm-hmm. with it mm-hmm. um so i guess what's a tip that we would give to People or mm. people experiencing racism, mm. people who are racist in this country. We need deliverance. I'm sorry. I don't know what to do with you guys. You need to yeah. be delivered from I, your sickness. That's like a tip. Something yeah. to just like yeah. I mean, round off the conversation. If I we can round off the like, conversation, that's on. Use your forever. Google. Like Ooh. educate yourself. Use I think it, yeah, and I think also know yourself really well because mm. you see how people like going out there being like loud or like mm. aggressive towards racism and like if you're not that type of person you handle it the way you're supposed yeah. to handle it like yeah. you don't have to be like everyone else yeah. like yeah. people feel that they need to be loud or they need to make this point and this point and this point but if it's not you or it's not your experience you don't mm. need to do that yeah. like always be authentic to yourself yeah. and yeah educate yourself because you can't just ramble on and talk about something you know nothing about yeah yeah I hope that's people the point think that about us <laughs> like, okay take your own advice oh <laughs> Right, honestly, <laughs> we're being authentic. <laughs> I think, um, I think if you are a minority, I I found anyway. Like for me, it helps obviously having people who understand uh, the struggle. Yeah. So being around <laughs> this is only one more time. <laughs> <laughs> being around like-minded people, or even having okay, you might not necessarily like if you're black you might not necessarily have a group of black friends but definitely having safe spaces where you can Mm. go and be like this is what I've experienced this is what I'm struggling with you know a place to vent a place where you can um you know get somebody else's point of view I think that's extremely necessary because if you bottle all that up Mm. no good Mm. no um as for racist people 
Go get help. Yeah, get look, help. I'm. Yeah, I can't help you with that. I can't help you with that. Maybe like look outside of your own. Yeah. You know, sphere. Yeah. You know, try if possible, like try and form connections or try and you know access material that gives you a broader worldview. I mm. think that's the issue. Like mm. people have very narrow, broad um, worldviews, mm. and so it's very difficult to empathize or relate to somebody who's different to you mm. but if you like are able to humanize people who are not white yeah mm. you'll be better for it yeah um i agree with both your points the only thing i would sort of add is um i think we all sort of need to do a better job of allowing people to show us who they are mm. and not um, presupposing mm-hmm. something about them mm. on both sides. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say all white people are racist. I don't want to go into spaces where it's white and presume that mm-hmm. you're not going to understand me. You're not going to have any yeah. sort of like working knowledge of how yeah. to deal with me as an ethnic person or as a black person. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to give people the opportunity to show me who they are and yeah. to show their intentions and to say what they'll say. But in that same breath, once they show you, believe them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if someone shows you to be somewhat, um, you know, ignorant, someone who's not understanding, believe them and approach them appropriately. Yeah. Don't put yourself in harm's way. Don't put yourself mm. in positions where you're constantly having to deal with the same thing, expecting yeah. that person will change their behaviour yeah. when they're not. Um, because that's the, the, the power that we have is to change us, uh, ourselves. We can't change other people, but we can change where we are, the environments that we're in, you know? Yeah. And we shouldn't have to, but unfortunately... Sometimes we just have to. We have to look for better environments or we have to learn how to do, like, deal yeah. with these personalities once we recognise that. Yeah. But it's the awareness that allows you to deal with it. 100%. Yeah. So like that's that. the only thing I would say. Yeah. Good Beautiful. point. That's it. That's a nice way to I end hope, it. Yeah. I hope we handle this conversation well. Let us know mm-hmm. your thoughts. Yeah, if we got it completely wrong, please let oh, us know feel, as well. Yeah, let us know. Because yeah. like we're, we're a work in progress. Where yeah. we are right now in terms of understanding race, understanding our our past experiences with race, our current experiences with race is a working process that is built mm-hmm. through experiences yeah. and it's built through the experience of ourselves yeah. as well as looking at the experience of others. So yeah. if we said something that you had have a disagreement with, something that you think we need to be more educated about, yeah. please let us know. We're let more than understanding. 100%. If you want to tell us anonymously, we have a curious cat. Yeah. Oh, you do oh, Evelyn's yes. life. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I knew it, I knew it, but I'm like, let it just flow. Yeah. Oh, okay. I can't just go and cut in, you yeah. know. Oh, you you don't worry, next episode. Next you episode. got it. You got yours. it. That's your line. It's all yours. I'm, I'm sorry, girl. For sure. I'll say my line. <laughs> See you, Lane. But yeah, yeah, let us know there. Tell us what you want to tell us. We're we're really receptive. Some people have said that we're unapproachable. <laughs> Who said that? I don't know. Like by voices because they haven't seen us. I know. <laughs> Who said that? In our real lives. Um, oh, no, in okay. our podcast lives. Yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, actually, that's in relation to dating, but that's a whole nother topic. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know why I bought this. Let's cheers. Let's cheers. Let's cheers. Okay, cheers. Evelyn, cheers me. We'll see it in real life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't really a nice flow. Like, it was no, just it was like, like bang, bang, bang. 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 Knock, anyway, knock, catch knock. us on the next episode of Champagne Breakfast Podcast. Yes. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, on Twitter at Champagne Breakfast. You can even email us. Yeah, yeah, we have an so email. Wish, it's on our profile. That's true. It if, is. A, if you don't want it to be anonymous, then you can send it through yeah. email. That's and we can true, answer please. dilemmas. Yes, send through dilemmas. We're very yeah. wise. I think we're wise. Mm-hmm. I, think, I mean, we're the only ones that say it about ourselves, but... People have said it to us. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... Um, she had to think about when. I was, <laughs> like, I was like, who? <laughs> <laughs> Randoms or nights out. That's... True. That's actually when so we true. Insert ourselves into when their business. In all their business. Anyways. Anyway, we will see you next week Wednesday. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye.